weeks ago, Pastor was um, talking about Pentecost Sunday. And this is um, Pentecost Sunday part two. This is going to springboard off of what he said. Amen? Because it's called Stir Yourself Up. Yeah. (laughs) So Pentecost Sunday, which was a couple, well, that was back in May, right? But it's a a commemoration and it's a celebration of receiving the Holy Spirit by the early church. The late church has got it now. We've got it. Right? We're, we're, we're the ones that are fulfilling Acts 29. Amen. So John the Baptist prophesied on the first Pentecost when Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. In Matthew 11, or 3.11, King James. Let's go there. Wow, isn't that something? Come on, y'all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Matthew 3, 11, King James, it says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So, yeah, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, but there's, let's not forget the fire part. In the Passion, it says he's going to submerge you into union with the spirit of holiness, with a raging fire. I like that. With a raging fire. That means, come on, we've seen some raging fires go on down here. Right? What stopped it? Nothing. If you got a raging fire on the inside of you, what's going to stop you? Nothing. Huh. Come on now, stir yourself up. This is called in the message. It says, I'm baptizing you here in the river, turning your old life in for a kingdom life. Isn't that good? The real action comes next. The main character in this drama, compared to him, I'm merely a stagehand. This is what John the Baptist said. He, it says, he's going to ignite the kingdom life within you, a fire within you, the Holy Spirit within you, in case you didn't know, changing you from the inside out. That's the message. Isn't that good? Being changed from the inside out, which means, um, who's doing the changing? Him. When you let him. Don't fight the feeling. (laughs) Come on. Jesus confirmed the prophecy with the promise of the Holy Spirit to the disciples. In John 14, um, we're going to read John 14, 12 in the New Living Translation. John 14, 12 in the New Living, because it makes it easier to read. And in verse 12, it says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done. Put a period there. It's not a question mark. This is going to do the same works that he did. What what, what did he do? Everything. (laughs) He went about doing good, number one. That's good. Heal and all. That was the press of the devil. Very cool. It says, uh, they're going to do the same works that I've done, and even greater. I'm thinking, man, come on, he raised the dead. He opened up blind eyes. And he said, we're going to do greater than that? Woo, somebody. It says, but I'm going to, because I'm going to be with the Father. 13, you can ask me for anything in my name. Well, I don't want to ask Jesus. 
I remember, and I don't even know where I got that from, but when we first got saved and we were driving Larry and Dana around because we were living in Halifax, and we were talking about something about the goodness of God, and we were just like saved for a couple weeks. And I don't know where, the, where I got this from, but I said, yeah, but sometimes it's yes, and sometimes it's no, and sometimes it's maybe. Where'd that come from? I've only saved two weeks. Where'd I learn that? Where'd I hear that? I heard it from somewhere because I repeated it. They didn't talk that way when I was at the, at the um, going, to, going to church with my grandfather. No. I don't know where that. I picked that up from somewhere. It's kind of like, if, you know, you step on gum, kind of sick to you. Yeah. Or gum. Yeah. <laughs> gum. He says, you can answer anything in my name. I will do it so that, the son of, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Huh. Come on. Verse 15. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I'm going to ask the Father. And he's going to give you another advocate. In the King James, it says, comforter, who will never leave you. He's never going to leave you. Even though we step away from him. We've all done it. I, brought, I know I brought the Holy Ghost into places that he didn't want to go. <laughs> Hello. He said, I'll never leave you. Verse 17, he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Mm-mm. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you, we know him because he lives within you now and later will be in you. Verse 18, no, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. In 19, soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. And since I live, you also will live because he lives. You know the song. Mm-hmm. And when I'm raised to life again, you will know that I'm in my father and you are in me and I am in you. Right? Those who accept my commandments and obey them, they're the ones that, who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Now, reveal, in the King James, they talk about manifest. And that word is emphinizo, which means to exhibit in person or to disclose by words. He's going to either do it himself or you're going to read about it. Anyway, you're going to get it. He's going to manifest himself to you. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Come on now. He says, and 22, Judas, not Judas Iscariot, but the other disciple with that name said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us and not to the world at large? And Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and make our home, our abode, permanent residence with each of them. So you've got the Holy Ghost taking a personal, permanent residence within you, which means he's not leaving. He's not leaving. Even if sometimes we wish he would. <laughs> but he's still going to be scratching on the inside of you, saying, come on, come on. 
I got you, you got me. John 14, 25. New living still. This is what I'm telling you these things now while I'm still with you. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything that I've told you. I'm leaving you with a gift. It's a gift. Which means you don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. It's free. It's a gift. Just take it. A peace of, and, and peace of mind and heart. That's a gift. Peace of mind. Come on. In this world right now, come on, there is so much mental illness talk. All they want is a peace of mind. It'll settle all that stuff down because people are just freaking out. Right? And, and I mean, it's, it's, it's well, we, you know, look around. It's running rampant. But he said, here's a gift. I'm leaving you a gift. Peace of mind and heart. Don't let your heart be what? Troubled. And the peace I give is a gift. The world cannot give, of course. Although they, they try to. All these D, DIY, 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 <laughs> Do it yourself. <laughs> all these self-help books and all of this stuff. And it's like, just take, receive the gift. It'll help you. The peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled. And don't be afraid. Luke 24, 49, King James. I like this. It says, uh, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. New Living says, um, stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power. So he's saying, be endued, be filled. The message says, until you're equipped with power. And the Amplified says, uh, stay until you're clothed with power from on high. So you're going to be endued, expect to be endued, expect to be filled, expect to be equipped, expect to be clothed. Clothed. Put it on. Just like your jacket. If it's cold outside, you put your jacket on. And what happens? You get warm. Well, you put the Holy Spirit on. <laughs> Power. Power. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. King James, please. It's Pentecost. Stir yourself up. Part 2. Bam. This is one of the... And, and even John was talking about it on Thursday. Talk about the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the more we talk about him, the more he wants to show himself strong on our behalf. Acts 1.4. And it says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which says he, You have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And baptized means to be immersed. A synonym is submerge, plunge, dunk. I like that one. Soak, drench. But this one here, saturate. Remember when George Moss always started to minister and he would just say, saturate. And then you just like, Wah, turn into a puddle of goo. Then when you got up, you always got up changed. You don't go up. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> we never got up the way we went down. <laughs> Thank God, right? So when you're discouraged and you get mad at God, 
which none of us have done, right? Come on now. The Holy Spirit is in you. Even when in our discouragement, even when we're upset with him. And let's go to Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9, King James, because we've all done it. And I've heard some of these people just said, said there, I told God off. I'm thinking, oh, seriously? <laughs> you did that? I, no, I, I, no, I couldn't do that. But they just don't know, right? Because there, there's a, you know, there's a fear and respect for him. Because if you're going to, you know, you're going to tell, you're going to tell off the person that's going to get you out of your stuff. Does that even make sense? No. So Jeremiah 20 verse 9. King James says that I'm not going to make mention of him. I'm not going to talk about Jesus. Have you been there? It's hard to talk about who you're mad at. Right? It's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to make mention of him nor speak anymore in his name. I am not. No. I'm not working for you right now. We're mad. <laughs> <laughs> that says, but his word is in my heart as a burning fire. What's that? The Holy Ghost and fire. Shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. In the New Living, it says, I'm worn, worn out of trying to hold it in. I can't do it. Right? So you're sitting up there trying, I'm not talking about God. And then the first thing you do is you, do ah, you know Jesus? Why? You become overcome with his presence. We sang that. And then he just starts flapping your lips for you. And the Amplified says, I can't contain it any longer. I like that one. In Job 32, verse 18, King James. Come on, we've all been there. Where it's just like, you know what? I'm not talking about Jesus. I'm not talking about the Bible. I'm not talking about living holy. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking about beer. <laughs> no, I'm not. Then what you do is just like, <laughs> no, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> Job 32, verse 18, King James. It says, I'm full of matter. The spirit within me constrains me. Behold, my belly is as, as wine which has no vent. It's ready to burst like new bottles. So I will speak. See, because uh, the Holy Ghost is going to force you. He's going to be, he's in your belly going, remember the old Maxwell House commercials? And that thing starts to percolate. You start percolating God. There is no, you can't stop that. Uh-uh. This is <laughs> my belly is as I have wine with no vent. It's ready to burst like new bottles. I will speak that I may be refreshed. I will open my lips and answer. New Living says in verse 18, I'm full of pent up words. All of that word that you've been listening to, all of that word that you've been reading, it's, it's in you and it's full. And it's going, I got to come out. <laughs> Set me free, why don't you beg? Come on, open your mouth. So it says, I'm full of pent up words, and the spirit within me urges me on. I'm like a cask of wine without a vent, like a new wineskin ready to burst. 
<laughs> message says, I've got a lot to say, and I'm bursting this sand. The pressure has built up like lava beneath the earth. I'm like a volcano ready to blow. <laughs> Does that feeling ever come on you when you see somebody that's like in a wheelchair or something? You're just sitting there going, is this the time? Is this, this going to be the one? <sighs> right? I remember years ago when they, when they had the Penhorn Mall and they had a, a psychic tent there. And Candace and I were in there walking around. I said, Candace, you want to have some fun? She goes, yeah. I said, okay, you go around this way. I'm going to go around this way. And we're just going to circle this thing and pray in the Holy Ghost. For real, we did that. And we did it for a while, right? And, and the person trying to do psychic readings couldn't read nothing. <laughs> so, so I said, was that fun? She goes, yeah. I said, you want to do it again? Yeah. So we did another couple of, <laughs> they made no money. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> ah, Acts chapter 4, 13, King James, please. It should be fun. Serving the Lord should be fun. I remember years ago, Mylon always said, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. Praise the Lord. Acts 4.13, King James. It says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. People, people look at you and they marvel. Not that they're perceiving that you're ignorant, but it's like, how, how, do, you, how do you do what you do? How, how, how are you doing what you're doing? And why is all this cool stuff happening to you? Uh-huh. It says, they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. See, people are going to know when you're with Jesus. You know when you run into a Christian that's, that's having a good time and they're full of pent-up words and they're just ready to burst because they're, they're, they're all lit up like a light bulb, right? So you don't even have to ask them, are you a Christian? You just look, oh, whoa, you've been with Jesus? I could tell. Then you have the other ones that are just miserably saved, and it's like, you need to be with Jesus, right? <laughs> Go give him a hug. Anyways. And so then beholding the man which was healed, talking about the, the man at the gate, beautiful, standing with them, they could not say nothing against it. Imagine you doing such cool things that people can't say anything against it because they know it's of the Lord. Undeniable. And when they commanded them to go aside to the council, they conferred among themselves saying, what should we do to these men? For indeed a notable miracle has been done. It's been notable. And by them, and is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. Everybody. So this one little miracle, the whole city found out about it. What's going to happen? We start doing that. We get a room full of people. Well, <clears throat> I guess we're going to take over the whole maritime provinces then. Why not? And then let her sweep right across Canada. Remember the old Bonanza movie? And it always started with that little the fire. And then whoosh. Well, that should be us, right? Amen. I believe it. 
This is a notable miracle has been done by them and is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. People are not going to be able to deny the goodness of God in your lives. Amen. You can't. It's too good. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they can, uh, that they speak henceforth no, no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak or to teach in the name of Jesus. And Peter and John answered them and said, whether it be right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge that. You judge it. But we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Seen and heard. In Luke 5, I've just got a couple more verses for you. Luke 5.37, New Living, says this. Boom. Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Look at that. Acts 5.37, no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the wineskin would burst, and burst the wineskins, spilling the wine, ruining the skins, new wine, must be stored in new wineskins, but no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. The old is just fine, they say. And you think about this, the new wine and the new birth will not fit into the old way of what we used to do. God's doing a new thing. And the old ways of doing what we used to do, it's been gone. It's gone. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> Acts 1, uh, verse 6, New Living. Acts 1, verse 6. You get anything? Yeah. Are you? You getting stirred up a little bit? Yeah. Are you? I am. <laughs> I like it. 1, 6. Or, yeah, 1, verse 6. Uh, New Living. It says, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has a time come for you to free Israel? And restore our kingdom. Verse 7, he replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you're going to be my witnesses. The power to witness. Telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. So there's going to be a power to come on you to witness. If you try to witness with no power, you're just kind of like them door knockers, right? Or those people handing out tracks with a shaky hand, thinking, oh my goodness, what, do you want me to take that? And <laughs> no. Acts 5, 12, King James. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders worked <clears throat> among the people. They're all with one accord on Solomon's porch. And of the rest, does no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were more, uh, the more added to the, to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets, laid them on beds and couches, so that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. The shadow. In other words, if they get within a shadow's distance of who... <sighs> Of him, it's not the shadow that healed them. It's the, it's the distance around where they come to, right? You come within a certain sphere. Speaking of George Moss, I remember one time, because like George is like love on two legs. He really is. 
And, and so you can't be mad around George. You really can't. I remember one time, I don't know what, what Shirley did, but she did something that was just rotted. I was so mad. And, and, and we're on the way to a meeting because George was here. And I walked in the door. <laughs> I can't even look at you right now. And George came by, touched my shoulder. I looked, I'm thinking, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was, yeah, man, I left. Yeah, because you can't be mad around George. Why? Because he was, I was in that space within a shadow force field, right? And so allow people to get within your space so they can get healed. You don't even have to touch them. There's a residue on you. Amen. <laughs> okay, Romans 8, 11 is the last set of verses. King James. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, well, does he? Does he? Does he? Joanne, does he? Thank you. You didn't say nothing. No, you didn't. You, didn't. you might have in your head. I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm not in that distance of your shadow. So I, I couldn't feel it. <laughs> but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and he does, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or make alive your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. New Living says, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Period. Uh-huh. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Same spirit living within you. Last message. This is the last one right here. And it says, it stands to reason, doesn't it? That if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus. Yeah. Bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, so you can take it to the bank, as a matter of fact, boom, boom, he's in you. You are delivered from that dead life. I said, you're delivered. Amen. You're delivered. With his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ. Is he alive? He's alive! Amen! We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.